Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Welcome back, Patriots. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. You're listening to the heartbeat of the Tea Party. And wow, do we have a lot to pack in today's show since I talked to you last week. Since we conversed together, we have had so much going on, including we've had a presidential forum in South Carolina a Republican presidential debate in California, and now we've had the president's job speech. So much to talk about, and 10 years later after 9-11, remembering 9-11. So we have got so much to talk about, but on top of that, it's getting rough out there for Tea Partiers. I'm telling you, you have to be watching out for the sharks. You know why you have to watch out for the sharks? Because we got people like Jimmy Hoffa out there. And what's Jimmy Hoffa doing? (laughs) I guess you've heard. He wants to take us out. He even called us some names, some bad names, in front of children at a picnic with a children audience. He used the SOB and called us that. And guess who came out? (laughs) After after, uh, the union boss Jimmy Hoffa spoke, Mr. Bipartisanship himself came out, who the press just bowed down and worshipped, and he taught the nation how to have some civility just a few months ago in January after Representative Giffords was shot. Oh, how we had to stop the rhetoric, and we had to use words that lifted people up, and the press was just praising our president, Mr. Bipartisanship, and then he comes in after Jimmy Hoffa. Didn't say a word, did he? So I don't know who's defending you and me. It's going to be us, but there's sharks out there, so be careful. I've told you about today's show. We have got to talk about the presidential uh, debate and forum. We're going to talk about the job speech. That will be in the Rock of Liberty speech at the end. We'll be talking about President uh, Obama's job speech that everybody's been anticipating now for weeks and weeks and you hear about it on the Rock of Liberty speech. And we'll also do the Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award. And this week it goes to two different sayings by two different people. There's so much out there. We can't just give it to one this week. But it's the words from two different people are going to get this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award. We'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. So hang on for that. And, that, and this week we do have a guest Ned Ryan uh, from American Majority. If you're not familiar with American Majority and what they do to help get the conservative issues out there and help the conservatives all over the country, you need to listen to this interview with Ned Ryan. He's talking about something special because you know what's at the end of this week? September 17th. It is Constitution Day. And we're going to let Ned Ryan tell you about what's being planned for Constitution Day by the American Majority. So 
Wow, we got a lineup of a show here. So let's just get started. Let's go right into the presidential politics. My goodness, at the South Carolina Forum, a great way to find out about candidates, and I'd like to see more of that. Uh, how about you? Well, I'd like to see more of it. We had three people uh, asking questions. It was Senator DeMint, Congressman King of Iowa, and then there was also uh, Professor Robbie George. And I'm telling you, I thought they did a good job of uh, some good issues. And what they did, instead of all the candidates standing there trying to answer everything uh, together, they brought uh, the candidates out one by one, and they stood on the stage by themselves, spoke, answered questions in a friendly atmosphere with tough questions. So I was really uh, thrilled to see that uh, kind of forum, and I thought it was very well. My take on it, for those who didn't watch it now, Governor Rick Perry did not make it. He, he was planning going, but the wildfires in Texas called him back for his to do his duties because he's acting governor. He's governor in Texas, so he, he did not make it. But I would say this, that I thought uh, Mitt Romney looked very presidential, had good, succinct answers. I thought Michelle Bachman did well. I think they all did well, but I tell you the one that, again, I've mentioned a few uh, weeks ago, Newt Gingrich, the elder statesman. He's running for president. I'm telling you, you know, he shows why he's there. He has an intense, keen intelligence that he knows policy. He knows, he, uh, he knows the American people. He knows the vibrant heartbeat of politics. And at the same time, he's able to show that he has a, a great knowledge, a way you get things done. It's very important because you got Herman Cain, who's not been in politics, and I think he's a wonderful candidate. And I've talked about him on this show, but he needs to learn a few things from Newt about policy. Policy is known by Newt because he's been in politics all these years. So those are good things that I believe the South Carolina Forum brought out. And then uh, last Wednesday we had out at the uh, Reagan uh, ranch the in the library they had the the presidential debate republican presidential debate and all the candidates were there together and rick perry did make that and i believe we got to see a little spark and a little sparring but i think again the elder statesman newt gingrich he called brian williams out and said now don't ask questions to try to get us attack each other and and leave obama out of this because uh, Newt was very wise in, in uh, cutting off the, the far-left press to, to their agenda is different. Instead of just finding out how these candidates are, some of their questions are very, uh, I think, keyed in and tuned in to uh, hurting all the Republican candidates. <laughs> it's, it's amazing what the far-left will try to do. What did I think about the California debate? I thought, it, again, uh, we're learning more about the candidates. That's what's important for us to decide who is the conservative. We need who to lead the ticket to victory. And that's where the process is working. And I think it's very good. It's very enlightening. And now, as you listen to this, you know I told you <laughs> that on uh, Monday, September 12th at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, CNN, Tea Party Express will be having the next presidential debate. And it'll be, I'll be live in audience. I've helped write some questions, sent them in to CNN. And 
I will be there. And after the debate, there'll be a after party. I'll be there. And Doc Holliday is going to give you some inside information from the CNN Tea Party Express uh, debate in Republic, for the Republican nomination. So be sure next week to tune in. I'll give you some behind-the-scenes comments and tell you uh, some upfront and personal uh insights that i get from being down there in tampa right there live with all the candidates at the debate so be sure to tune in next week now what i got to get to in today's show and how do you do it we need a whole show on it 9 11 10 years later and i can remember uh when when the towers were hit one tower things came on tv i, I was at work at the dental office and we just uh, somebody had heard it on the telephone uh, over the telephone, and so we had a little TV, some rabbit ears on there. We flipped it on. We could watch the uh, update when the second building got hit, and we knew then that there's something going on. It, it wasn't just a freak accident. And so, what a day that everybody in America will remember. It's uh, like uh, President Roosevelt called December. 7th 1941 a day of the living infamy well so is uh 9 11 the the tragedy and one of the triumphs is what i say the the 21st century's first uh civilian uh, uh uprising i guess is in the in the hijacked airliner of flight 93 saved many lives and they lost their own but they saved many lives bringing that plane down. So we see Americans, we do have freedom running through our vein. We love the ring, the Liberty Bell. So I do want to say here on the 10th anniversary of 9-11 as it has affected all Americans. But here at Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we want to give a moment of silence. I'm going, you don't do that often on radio, but we're going to have a few seconds of silence Let's remember those who lost their lives, the families. Let's remember our country. Pray for our president, our Congress, our leaders. Pray for our military. Let's have a few seconds right here to remember 9-11, Doc Holliday's Tea Party. It's tough to have silence on a radio show, but I thank you for doing that. And we, like I said, we've got a show that's got a lot to pack in there. And 9-11 will always be remembered. We'll remember it on this show as you remember it in your life, in my life. Together, the Tea Party movement will always remember 9-11. Now, i got to tell you one of the things in this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award. got to tell you it goes to two different individuals. And you've probably already heard what both of them said. One of them was a United States congressman, Congressman Andre Carson from Indiana, on a tour of the Congressional Black Caucus. And basically, he, he was talking uh, mean about the Tea Party, painting a mean picture. Then he actually said there were some people in Congress, members of Congress, who liked the Tea Party, who also would like to see, uh, he, he implied African Americans, hanging on a tree. Wow. Now, that is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely mish, mish, malicious. Trying to rile a, a, 
using race to rile up a, a voting population. And, and I just want to say, please, Congressman, Congressman Carson, stop the hate. Just stop the hate. You know, I know you're disappointed in your policies and they've, they're ruining the country, the liberal policies and the president and the way you back up the president. And, and, but don't transfer your pain onto the Tea Party. And don't blame the Tea Party. Who's got, who's got more members in the Congress? <laughs> I don't think the Tea Party has but a handful. Couldn't get but 60 votes to try to keep this outrageous debt from increasing. But uh, Congressman Carson did not apologize. He stood by his words. Would anybody else be able to survive that with the media pressing him? Has the media pressed him on that? Well, his words get this week's half of the Tombstone of the Week Award because there's another one. But you heard, I told you about right at the beginning of the show, Jimmy Hoffa came out, union boss, came out to get the crowd ready at a Labor Day picnic with children all around, and he said, let's take out these SOBs, talking about the Tea Party. And he didn't use the initials SOB. I do not accept that kind of language in front of families. And, I did, and he stood by his words. And not only he did, the White House said uh, they weren't going to police the Democrats' words. <laughs> the president sure did go after the rhetoric after, in January, when an insane, insane guy uh, killed people and, and shot Representative Giffords in the head. So I'm, I'm just saying the Doc Holliday's Tea Party has awards for the words of uh, Congressman Carson and Union boss Jimmy Hoffa. The words that they use should be buried six feet in the ground. Six feet in the ground. Buried, tombstone on top of it. And we don't even get an apology. They should be, Congressman Carson should ask, be asked to resign. Uh, if he doesn't resign, he should at least apologize. But don't expect it because uh, liberals have the, have the press backing them up. Well, we do have a show, I told you, in just a few minutes. And we're going to have... Ned Ryan on. Now, Ned, his father is, uh, was a former congressman, Jim Ryan, you remember him, and a great uh, uh, athlete. So, Ned is going to be coming on, and just before he does, we're going to talk about what you need to be doing. Number one, go to wheresamericasjobs.com. Go there and check out the, uh, the where the America's jobs are going. And I also want to tell you, go to my Web page www.tparty.ms. Got so we'll have some new updates there, and actually going to tell you about. We I got a book project, Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We have got a book project shooting for maybe October, and I'll tell you more about it as it's coming together. I'm very excited about the book about the Tea Party, so I'll give you more information as it becomes available. But do check out my website, and if you haven't got the book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. Check it out. Get that. Give it to your liberal friends if you already have a copy. Okay, let me remind you, you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And now we're going to the phone line to talk with Ned Ryan. 
And we got on our uh, telephone right now from American Majority, Ned Ryan. And uh, welcome to Doc, Holliday, Doc Holliday's Tea Party, Ned. Well, hey, I appreciate you having me and uh, look forward to talking with you for a few minutes. Well, Ned, uh, one of the most important things uh, to uh, the Tea Party movement is the Constitution of the United right. States. And you know this uh, coming weekend we have a, a Constitution Day. And That's right. Tell us a little bit about Constitution Day and what it means, what American majority is doing about it. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I've, I've been fascinated with the Constitution and, and actually have done a podcast on it, 31-part series on just the history of it and how it came into being and really how it's, it's made us who we are as a people and uh, taking those transcendent principles and, and really applying them in, in real life, you know, how they're applied in the real life and, and what it looks like. So. You know, September 17th, Constitution Day, American Majority is going to hold uh, the first ever training bomb. We're going to have as many trainings. We have 15 trainings across the country. Well, really we training people on how they can advance and defend constitutional principles in the real world. Uh, what Ned, it when you like say a training bomb, let, let me uh, stop you. When you say training bomb, that scares some people when you use that <laughs> word bomb. So where, where, did, where did you come up the term training bomb? You know, really what we did is we kind of swiped something from uh, Ron Paul, uh, the Ron Paul money bomb. Okay, and, so and that's which, where the bomb came from. Yeah, in which they, you know, they, they would take a day or two and really try and get everybody to donate money on that same day. And so what we thought is, you know what, let's have, let's have as many trainings as possible on the same day. And really one of the things we want to do is obviously it's Constitution Day and, and really talk about how we can, in practical ways, advance and defend the Constitution. But, you know, as many places as possible across the country. So we're going to have trainings in, in New York City, uh, Daytona Beach, Dallas, Texas, uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, we're going to have one in Nashville, Tennessee, Detroit, Michigan. So the idea is to have as many trainings as possible in one day in different parts of the country really to show you know, that, that people are still energized. I think one of the debates that, that's being had is, you know, is the Tea Party still going to be as energized in 2012 as it has been in, you know, 2010? Well, I, I, that, think, uh, I think it will be. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Well, what do you think? I, we don't see rallies around the television stations. Yeah, but you know, you, you know what, Doc, they, what they've moved. And I, I, I would say there's been an evolution in the Tea Party movement. 2009, people came out, many, many of them for the first time, really coming out, showing people they existed. Right. 2010 was that evolution from protesting into real, really making a political difference. 2011 has really been about going into their local communities and spending time. And I've been, I've been really excited about some of the things that have been done in Pennsylvania and Texas, all these different places across the country, where Tea Party leaders have been spending their time and resources in going in and identifying people to run for city council or county commission. They've been going in and working on lobbying and, uh, on various issues at the state capitol, really doing the things that move the political dial. So taking their precious time and resources and putting them into things that really move the dial politically instead of just, you know, protesting. And protesting is good to do every now and then just to let people know you're alive and kicking, but I'm encouraged. And so that's why I tell people there might not have been as many fireworks in 2011 from the Tea Party movement, but it's still there, and I'm convinced uh, that in 2012 they're going to have a, a significant political impact. Well, Ned, what you're talking about is what we've been talking about here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party week after week, and that is the fact that it's in, we've got to get on the local level, state right. level, national level, and I think what we're seeing is just what you said. In 2011, it's, the Tea Party is not going away. It's, right. a, it's strate, strategizing, and it's, yep. it is getting out there. No, and, it is. And what uh, you're and, doing... You know, I, I think that one of the things, Doc, too, is 
now is the time. I mean, the Obama campaign and the left has explicitly said in, in news articles, 2011 is about building infrastructure. And so one of the things we've been doing with American Majority, continuing to do, is going in and telling people now's the time to build that infrastructure. It's time to really dig into your local communities, you know, hardwire precincts that some of the stuff we'll be training on uh, on, on, on Training Bomb Day. Ned, let me, let me ask you right there. I, uh, hotwiring precincts. Tell, hardwiring tell me precincts. what a hotwire precinct is. Hardwiring precincts hardwiring. is really going in. And let's say, you, you know, in, in your community there's maybe, you know, 30, 40 precincts in your city. You know, taking your local tea party and saying, okay, you're assigned to one, the precinct that you live in. You need to go in and by grabbing lists off the State Board of Elections, really identifying who's in your precinct, going door-to-door, making sure you've identified who the voters are, what the issues that are important to them are, so that when it comes time for Election Day, you can help turn out the right people to get the right people elected. You know, this is something, Doc, that the left has been doing and doing very effectively. ACORN, when it wasn't breaking the law, (laughs) was actually having its community organizers go through and every month walk the precincts in their areas. And, And... there's nothing like, you know, shoe leather politics to really get the vote out. So we'll be training on some of those things on how to effectively get out the vote, and part of it's hardwiring precincts. And uh, when you're talking about getting out the vote, and you've told us different cities that it's going to be at now. Uh, yeah. Right now, let's just take the time. How to If somebody's in near one of these cities where American Majority is doing this on uh, Constitution Day, uh, how do they get involved? They can go to trainingbomb.com. Uh, and find all the information there about the various sites where we're going to have trainings. Um, you know, and again, I tell people, if they can't make it to a training, if they're too far away and they're like, you know, would love to be there but can't, I then tell them, go to AmericanMajority.org and click on our resource tab. Because at AmericanMajority.org, we've got anything from recorded uh, presentations to manuals on how to use Facebook and Twitter more effectively. We've got, uh, you know, podcasts on how to run for office. So I tell people, if you can't make it to a training, Go to AmericanMajority.org, click on the resource tab. But if you're in the area, after you go to TrainingBomb.com, you know, click on the link, come join us. I really think it's going to be, you know, I know it's going to be a great day, not only of giving great information out, but allowing other people to really start to connect with each other at those trainings. But also, again, our idea, and this is how national change comes about, is getting people not only in their local communities to start working together, but then networking nationally. If we can get enough people doing the right things in their local communities, there's going to be a national groundswell from the bottom up that brings not just you know one or two election cycle change, but generational change, and that's what we want to see happen. Well, that's what is exciting to me, what American Majority is doing. Let me just tell you this. You, you know, I've not met you, but I told you that American Majority came to my hometown yep. uh, last fall, I believe, and, and there were some people who got energized or some people decided to run for office. They used some of the techniques and skills. we got people who have Good. run for state representative. We we got some people who've run for local, uh, local uh, election uh, jobs, and and I tell you that uh, what what American Majority has done is help show people how to get involved and how to win elections. Right. And so I encourage anybody, like I said, if you can't go to it, get to the website. But it's exciting to know that people with conservative ideas, Tea Party yep. members, are, are uh, coming together and getting trained by American Majority. Yeah, and, no, you're right, Doc. I mean, one of the things we're really trying to do with American Majority is take as much information as we can and, and be able to pass it on to people to show them, you know, it, it's not as difficult as it looks. There's certain things you should be doing, um, and, and really what we try to do is give it 
as much information to people as possible so that they can bring about that change that they know is necessary. And, and so we really tell people, you know, if you want to run for office, here's what it's going to take to run a really systematic, organized campaign. If you want to go in and really make a difference in your community, you know, not necessarily run for office, but want to make a difference, here's some things that you can do that, you know, I know we all lead busy lives. I mean, I've, I've got four little kids, and it's, it's, you know, I know it's busy. Here's things that people can be doing every day to bring change. And, and so I'm excited. I'm encouraged about what you said about in your community from, from American Majority's training. And, you know, we try to do it as many communities as possible uh, across the country. Ned, what got you excited about politics? You know, it's interesting. My dad, my dad ran for Congress back in 96. Uh, and for those that are track and field fans, Jim Ryan, uh, as my dad used to be a world record holder in the mile, three-time Olympian, ran for Congress in 96 out of Kansas. Uh, one was in the U.S. House for 10 years. And uh, in 2000, after I graduated from uh, University of Kansas, I went back to D.C. just to, as I would say, experience it for a couple years, see what it was like, and then you know, do something else. Well, 11 years later, here I am. I'm married, four kids, still doing politics and you know, loving it because a lot of what we do is, is really working with the grassroots and, and, and helping them be successful. So, you know, you could, you could say 96 was really the beginning of heavy involvement, but I will tell you this, Doc. Uh-huh. My parents would take uh, my three other siblings and myself to local uh, campaigns. Right. You know, we were nine or ten years old. We'd be stamping envelopes. We'd be going door to door. You know, they wanted us to be involved at an early age just to understand what it took to be involved and to make a difference. So you can kind of say it's been a, we've been doing it for a while, but I would say 96 is really where it really picked up. And when you see the Tea Party movement, and I know you were on the beginning stages of it, yep. but you see the Tea Party movement, how is that affecting American politics? You know, you, you look at what's taken place in such a short amount of time, and, and <clears throat> you think about it, spring of 2009, these people, many of them, I've, we've done surveys of the organizers, people that organized the events in 2009, about half of them, it was the first time they'd done anything in politics. And, and a lot of people that came to the actual events, it was like 60 or 70 percent was the first time they'd done anything. So these are new, this is new blood into politics. They're, they're new to the process. But in roughly a year and a half's time, you think about spring of 2009 through fall of 2010, the impact that they had is, is, is remarkable. If you think about what took place, it was probably one of the most significant elections we've had, not only at the federal level, but at the state level, you know, in decades. And a lot of people, you can point to it and say, it was the Tea Party movement that brought that change. My hope, however, is that the Tea Party movement realizes we didn't get here overnight. It's going to take five, six, seven, eight election cycles to bring about the real change that we know is necessary. So I tell people, 2010 was a great start, but we've got to do it again in 2012, 2014, 2016, and uh, you know, on the off years at the local level as well. Uh, Ned, one thing I want to ask you uh, on this interview is one of the – now, I just got through having lunch with uh, uh, five African-American pastors, and we talked about uh, President Obama and – the, the fact that uh, he's the first African-American president. And when you work with an American majority, how do you, how do you expose or teach the African-American cons- community, the conservatives in the African-American community, how to get involved? Do you see much participation in the American majority? You know, we do, not as much as I'd like. In fact, I've been having some pretty interesting conversations about how we can reach out to the Hispanic community as well. Just because, you know, I'm a big believer in the fact that the limited government free enterprise approach has actually made people's lives so much better regardless of race or creed. 
right. you know, that mm-hmm. understand the principles, how to apply them in their community. Um, so we, we do some outreach, not as much as I'd like, uh, but I tell people we would love, regardless of race or creed, come to an American Majority under, uh, training, understand who we are as a people, because we'll do a little bit about who we are as a nation, where we came from, the, the principles that have made us great. You know, I remember Doc doing a training down in Louisiana, 2009, maybe it was 2008, in which the audience was primarily candidates and was primarily minority candidates, and talking to them about free enterprise and limited government, right. it was really funny to see their reaction because they're like, this is great stuff, uh, we want to know more about it. So we need to do more, um, but the reaction when we've done it has been very positive. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I know that's one of the, as far as the Tea Party movement, I, I believe it's one of the th- the wide open areas of yeah. just getting a message out into all the communities about, like you said, free enterprise. Limited it is. Government. And you know, the thing that I tell people about the Tea Party movement, it's, it's a common sense approach to governing. We, all we simply want is fiscal responsibility. We have to have that in our own private households. We want leadership that is responsive to the American people. And we realize that there is a need for government, but government that's limited in size and scope seems very practical to me. And well, that's really what I believe the Tea Party movement's about. Well, I'm glad American Majority's out there. I know we're time for this interview is coming to a close. Uh, what, what would you like to tell uh, Americans across the country that are involved with the Tea Party that may not have heard about the American Majority? Uh, tell us what, tell us what uh, they need to do. A, cu- a couple things I would encourage them. Again, September 17th is our training bomb. Go to trainingbomb.com. If you're near a training, come join us. You know, even if you've never heard of American Majority before, I think you'll come away, I know you'll come away, encouraged, empowered. Uh, American majority, again, if you're thinking about running for office, if you want to uh, be a better activist, go to AmericanMajority.org, click on the resource tab. You're going to find a lot of good information that I, I know has helped people running for office, has helped them become better activists in their community. So I encourage people to connect with us online, AmericanMajority.org. Again, if you're near an area at thetrainingbomb.com, join us on September 17th and help us you know, celebrate the Constitution, but learn how to advocate and defend those principles that have made us a great nation. And that was Ned Ryan, and I'm glad we got to get him on the show. And a couple of nuggets from Ned is, number one, American Majority is a, is a conservative organization that you can go to the website and learn a lot about running for office or helping somebody run for office. And they get down to the grassroots, so check out the website. And then also uh, the other nugget is Constitution Day. The Tea Party should be celebrating Constitution Day more than anyone. So let's help get the constitutions out. Go there, the training bomb that American majority is doing, and let's just get a lot of trained activists in this Tea Party movement to help turn this nation around. Now, we've got to get to this week's Rock of Liberty speech. I told you we are going to talk about the long-awaited speech from... President Obama himself, Mr. Bipartisanship. Wow. Uh, Rock of Liberty speech this week. We're going to talk about the great speech that Obama had been waiting. Had to go to some vacation. He said after vacation, he's going to get to the job speech. This is in the third year of his presidency. Well, what did you hear? What did I hear? Well, you want to know what Doc Holliday heard? I heard a little bit of new stuff that was really dug up. When you think about it, it's just it's like... Things pulled out of the trash pile and uh, put back up to say this is what America needs. The only thing it was presented differently because you saw 
uh, everybody said, Obama's got to use some tough language and he's got to show some enthusiasm. Be tough with this old Congress. Well, we saw him trying to do that. And, uh, you know, really the old magic of President Obama, Mr. Bipartisanship, before he was elected president, oh, he loved to talk about this is not a red America, not a blue America. And in, in that job speech, he said, you must pass this bill. Congress must pass this now. Don't wait. Must pass this now. You know, he was in. He invited himself to Congress. Remember, without asking what day, and told him what day he's going to show up. And that's just bad protocol. Like they said, if if President Bush had tried to do that when Nancy uh, Pelosi was in charge of the Congress, well, she'd have had his hide. I think they showed some respect to the president, not to make. A big could do, but he had some bad handlers in the White House. He has surrounded himself with some incompetent people, it looks like. But nevertheless, he came on Thursday night and got in just before the kickoff of the NFL season. Well, the thing is, this president has tried to live off speeches. And after in the third year of your presidency, it's too late to go and try to get people inspired with speeches. We want to see action. And the thing is, there was nothing new, and he... He, he said, and all this is paid for. He said, and all this is paid for. But he didn't tell us how. It's coming later. It's always coming later. It's like somebody's always got excuses. It's coming later. If you have worked everybody up for over a month to get this speech together, show us the details. Like the old movie said, show us the money. Show us the money, Mr. President. If you can do all this without increasing the deficit, increasing the budget, you said, Show us the money. Uh, we can't. Where was Representative Joe Wilson when you needed him? You remember, he's the one that called out, you lie, uh, at a, uh, and got in all kind of trouble. But the matter was what the president was saying. He was lying. But nobody's ever told Representative Joe Wilson he's been vindicated. Okay, uh, let's, give, let's give a benefit of a doubt. The president, maybe he didn't lie. Maybe he. He can really show us how he can do all this, spend $450 billion, never told us how much in the speech. Uh, I think we had to wait for the press to tell us that. But in the Rock of Liberty speech, this is what I want to get to. We're tired of speeches from the president. And he pulls out and says, this is bipartisanship. How many people from the Republican Party sat down and helped you craft your jobs plan, Mr. President? You don't say something's bipartisanship without including the other party. I think that shows the arrogance or the incompetence. You take your pick. But when you talk about the president and his job speech and his jobs plan and what he wants to do with a jobs bill, and he basically it's a political speech, and he, he wants it either enacted or he wants the Republicans to share the blame. Now, he said that he wanted, he told his own party, the Democrats, we had to, reform Medicare and, and uh, Social Security to some degree. But he didn't tell us how he'd do it. He's leading from behind. He says, let Congress go out and make the tough decisions. Uh-uh. President Harry Truman said the buck stops here. And People talk about, well, Obama come back like President Truman did. I don't see a lot of Truman. When Truman said the buck stops here, you knew he meant it. The president says, we're going to do this. Y'all go figure out how to get it done. That's not leadership. That is leading from behind 
And another reason why we need somebody in this Republican nomination to make sure they can beat President Obama because we need a leader in the White House to get this economy going. And that's why you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And that's why I appreciate you for spreading the message. This show is growing. And I'm so happy to tell you that uh, not only we're growing, we are, we are making a difference in the Tea Party world. So uh, next week, be sure to come on board. Uh, we got... Uh, a, com- a former congressman, Bob Beaupre from Colorado, is going to be talking to us about the economy and where the direction of this country is going. And, you know, we had zero growth wa- rate last month. Zero growth rate. We're in a depression. I told you that last week. And I hate to be uh, putting the rain on everybody, but that's why we've got to get motivated. Come back next week and listen to us. And I'll wrap up the CNN, CNN Tea Party Express debate, uh, and I'll tell you some good inside information on that. And also, you want to hear uh, former Congressman Bob uh, Beaupre. See you next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.